0: Hey sister, this is Misty Williams, founder of HealingRosie.com and I'm so excited to welcome you to Rosie Radio. Tune in to find clarity, direction and hope for your healing. New episodes drop every Tuesday. We created this show to empower you to regain control of your life and feel like yourself again. Yes, sister, it is possible. All right, you guys, super excited for another fantastic conversation I'm going to have with my friend, Dr. Roger Murphy. You guys probably remember him from some of the events I've done in the recent past, especially um, Your Best Sleep Ever and Radical Healing, Detox Your Stress and Stressors. Dr. Roger is known for his work with fibromyalgia patients and autoimmune disease. Uh, FibroDoctor.com. Am I getting that right, Dr. Roger?
1: YourFibroDoctor.com. YourFibroDoctor.com yeah. is his yeah. website.
0: Yep. And he's doing an event coming up um, with Health Talks in October. The Super healthy lung summit, and I was really intrigued by him doing a lung summit i haven't seen a lung event um, done in our space, and um, you know we're at a time in history where lots of us are dealing with respiratory issues related to uh, most recently to covid um, but there's there are a lot of things that can affect this part of our body around our mouth, throat into our lungs, right? You guys know i've been healing from mold toxicity and have dealt with all of the things that go along with mold histamine issues and um, cytokine issues and you know just so much stuff that needs to be cleared out of my body and we have women in our community who um, are complaining of things like you know ever since I've had COVID I'm I'm not able to exercise at the same intensity that I've been able to exercise before or I'm experiencing shortness of breath. I remember actually a colleague of ours Roger posting on Facebook about how she would have trouble just going out for her morning walks like she just couldn't get enough oxygen into her lungs and you know we take our lungs for granted and there's so many ways that our our lung health is a crucial part of being healthy overall and I think it's going to be really Fantastic to dive into this conversation a little more with you, Dr. Roger, because um, now we 're at a stage where people are post covid dealing with long haulers, um, some people are dealing with these subtle symptoms that they feel like you know i 'm just not the same. My body isn 't quite what it was. I actually have a good friend of mine who has dealt with um, lots of toxicity and some heart issues and uh, and he 's young he's in his twenties and he is complaining about doing lots of healing things, lots and lots of stuff. And in, in fact, he even went to FDN and got his own certification with Reed's um, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because he was really committed to health health of his body. But the one piece that hasn't quite dialed in for him is his ability to mountain climb, which is like one of his favorite things. He gets out on his exercise or on his hike. And um, after... Period of 20 or 30 minutes, he finds it really hard to continue because he's really challenged with breathing. So, you know, this is one of those you don't care about it till you care about it topics, you know? And um, I'm really looking forward to diving into this. So I would love for you just to start off telling us a little bit about why you decided to do an event
1: on super healthy lungs. Well, if you, you know, if you think about it, uh, you can live weeks without food. You can live days without water, but try to go more than a few minutes without breathing. So air, air is our lifeblood and it's our window to the outside world. And we take for granted that we can take these 12 breaths per minute and we can feed our body with the oxygen that it needs to to work like it's supposed to. And so, you know, you asked me why, what was the uh, motivation for the super healthy lung summit? And I'll be quite candid with you. Part of it was. No one's talking about lung health and then in the functional medicine space, which is the kind of practice that I've been practicing for 30 years. And I saw this as an opportunity not only to share about how to have healthy lungs, but to incorporate some of the challenges that we have right now, which you've already mentioned, in particular COVID. You know, COVID is still raising its ugly head. And the stats show that uh, up to 30% of the people who Get exposed to COVID, who actually have an infect, you know, a positive infection, may not even have any symptoms, even, but come down with long hauler COVID, which means they have symptoms six months after they've been infected with the with the virus. And as a fibromyalgia specialist, what I'm seeing is we're going to have an explosion of these kind of medical misfit diagnoses of people who really don't know where to go and get help. But that's what we see. With fibro, and we see that with chronic fatigue syndrome. But the symptoms of long hauler syndrome are very similar to what you'd see with fibromyalgia. And then the other motivating factor is that I know what it's like to struggle to breathe. So, childhood asthma, once every year or two, I'd be hospitalized. Uh, they'd carry me off the football field having an asthmatic attack, or I'd have pneumonia, something that would get me to the ER and get me unfortunately hospitalized because I couldn't breathe. And it's a terrible feeling not to be able to get that breath. You're struggling to breathe. If you've never had it, I hope you never do. But just as painful not to be able to get a breath is to see both your parents struggle as I did uh, to see my parents get a breath. I lost my dad to to lung cancer and uh, several years ago. And six months later, I lost my mom to COPD you know, right after my dad so it's it's a summit that incorporates a lot of things that people are talking about but it but the summit really focuses on how do we protect ourselves from chronic getting chronic infections how do we protect ourselves from mold toxicity mast cell activation syndrome histamine dominance i mean these are some of the underlying triggers for many of the diseases that we see out there, and they're being treated with, with prescription medications when really the the underlying causes of these symptoms are not being addressed. So I think it's going to be a great summit. We've got some wonderful folks that are uh, sharing their expertise, and it was a lot of fun to put together. So I'm looking forward to sharing it with with the world.
0: So I would love for you just to kind of unpack maybe some of the learnings from this event. You know, every time I do an event, once <laughs> I finish, because I have had 30, 40, 50 amazing conversations where I get downloads, right, from all these people. Um, I would love for you just to share with us some of, your, some of your favorite interviews, like what did you learn as Dr. Roger Murphy doing these
1: interviews with people? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think the most profound interview. There's well, actually there's two of them, uh, and there were some. Gr- I mean, there's great interviews, very entertaining as well as informative. Uh, I wanted it to be fun, uh, but two interviews in particular. One with Dr. Eric Gordon, who was, and he's very humble. He he shares this on the interview that he didn't create the cell danger theory, but he was right there next to the person who did. Uh, Dr. Uh, Robert uh, Navo—I always mispronounce his, his name—but the cell danger theory is, to me, it's a paradigm shifter. So, being in functional medicine for 30 years, specializing in chronic diseases like fibromyalgia, chronic syndrome for 22 years, writing you know books and articles, lecturing all over the world on these topics, and it's—it's it's a challenge working with these individuals. And one of the things that really now has changed the way I look at my patients is realizing that when the body gets under too much stress, something that I talk quite a bit about, but it goes into a survival mode and what that can mean different things to different people, but you can take away what is the trigger. So if it, you know, a case in point, someone has a food allergy, just keep it simple. They have a food allergy to dairy. Anytime they eat dairy, they get congestion, um, they might you know get uh at risk of chronic sinus infections, but they have you know lung problems where they wheeze and and all this kind of stuff we see with an allergic reaction. so you take away the dairy and you think okay we 've solved the problem, but they still have all the symptoms that you saw uh previously, even though they 're off dairy and and what has happened is is their body has gone into a survival mode, so now. It doesn't matter. You took away the trigger. What's triggering it now is they have not reset. The body's not reset itself. It still feels like it's in danger because it's not getting enough sleep. It's not getting the right nutrients that it needs. It's exposed to toxins or that's mold toxins or pollution or whatever it is. And the cell danger theory changes the way as a clinician, I think, in that you can do everything you know to do to fix the underlying, what you think is the underlying cause. And yet they still are not healthy because until the body resets itself and gets out of this survival mode, you're, you're not going to see them improve. And that sounds really simplistic. Um, and when I asked Dr. Gordon, I said, well, uh, I said, well, how do you, you know, how do you do that? You know, is and I'm thinking. You know, what are the supplements to help somebody reset so they're not under this where they think their their body's breaking down? And there's really only a couple. L-lysine. There's a couple other things, but really, it's all about just taking care of yourself. It's about getting the proper rest. You know, staying hydrated, getting the you know right foods in your body, trying to restrict yourself from the toxins that you're breathing in or the things you're taking in in your foods. It's the basic things that we, that people talk about, you know, that you talk about, I talk about, um, but it really put it in a, in a light where I finally realized, oh, that's why some of my patients don't respond until we clean the diet up. Finally, they finally, you know, they finally do this and that's it. Or they finally are sleeping through the night and okay, now we see dramatic improvement. So to me, it was a game changer.
0: Yeah, so what's coming up for me as I'm listening to you talk about this is a lot of um, really fabulous interviews that I've also had with people talking about the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And breath work. Yeah. So as someone who's a chronic overachiever and who tends to um, be in a more sympathetic state during the day with my work, with all the responsibility that I feel morally obligated to take on, (laughs) i 'm um, laughing so i don 't cry. One of the things that i 've had to do is figure out how do I support my nervous system into shifting from being in this sympathetic dominant state to a more parasympathetic state. One of the things that I realize and I see it and we can really see it with our phones right um, or with with technology, but we get in these um, in these places where our gears get stuck in this really sympathetic state, and the body 's not able to automatically transition over so there's this thing called parasympathetic tone it's like muscle tone right it's it's this the the toning that happens in our nervous system um, from lots of use right how do we build this parasympathetic tone this is really important if you're dealing with chronic disease of any kind really if you're dealing with autoimmune disease if you're dealing with mold toxicity like i've been dealing with we have to think about shifting our body into a parasympathetic state more than we're in a sympathetic state and really rebuilding this tone because all the supplements in the world are not gonna fix a body that doesn't know how to relax, rest, repair, rejuvenate, restore, right? You can't out-supplement that. So breath work is something that I have been incorporating into my routines. I do breath work in the morning with my meditation, I start with two minutes of breath work before I meditate and then I end with two minutes of breath work, but I actually find myself, I can feel when I'm amped, right? I find myself, I need to breathe and really working on breathing. It's such a hugely important part of this conversation. I think lung health is so important because our breathing actually helps regulate our parasympathetic nervous system or hacking between the two, right? When we are, when, when our breathing is heightened and we've got, you know, more beats per minute, you know, happening with our heart and we're breathing heavier, we are in a more sympathetic state. And when our breathing slows and we're breathing through our nose and doing certain things it puts us into a parasympathetic state. So this conversation is so hugely important to the overall healing conversation, because without breath work and breathing and having healthy lungs that can breathe, you're you're kind of castrating your body's ability to heal because of how it ties into the parasympathetic nervous system.
1: Interesting you bring that up because you know I've always focused on I like the micro nutrients. I like focusing on the biochemistry. That's that's right. my thing. I love right. talking to, you know, I'm a biochemistry nerd, so I like to talk about amino acids and central fatty acids and coQ10 and all these enzymes that make the body work like it's supposed to. And I tend to forget sometimes about the importance of the basics, which are um, a healthy diet and and stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system, calming everything down. Now, I'm like you, I've meditated for I don't know how many decades, you know, for quite a long time. And I tend to forget about the importance of sharing that with my patients. Mm-hmm. Part of that is, you know, I'm thinking that. What I've done is always worked with these uh, combinations of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, essential fatty acids, and the testing, and all this fun stuff that I love to do. It works, and it works very well, even for very complicated patients. But having said that, what I've learned from this summit, uh, from Eric Gordon, who talked about the cell danger theory, is is the importance of meditation. The other person, uh, Dr. Um, Isaac Elias, and he wrote a book called "The Survival Paradox," similar in the idea that the body it, it's overreacting and starts to shut down as a survival mechanism when it gets under too much stress. And part of what happens is your body's releasing a chemical called galactin three. Now I won't go into all the details because I'll spoil the interview. But the paradigm shifter for me on this interview was that you can do everything right. Things that I know that have worked for 22 years from the most difficult people you can imagine, it's worked. And yet you do everything right and they still don't get well. And the 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 problem has not been acknowledged until now, until he's come up with this, you know, shared this research. Part of the problem is when the body goes into this survival paradox, It has chemicals, this galactin-3, that shields or hides cancer cells, inflammatory chemicals, mold toxins. It's like this goo, this biofilm. I'm sure you know biofilm. You've had people talk about that on your your podcast and the summits you've done. But this new technology or this new way of thinking allows me to realize that, okay, I can do everything right, but if the body is still in this survival mode, it's not going to take hold. So there's protocols that we talk about in the interview, how to get around that. But the most important thing is, is guess what? Meditation. Yeah. And that's what Eric and uh, Isaac, both of them are big meditators. In fact, Isaac has studied with uh, the Buddhist monks in Tibet. He's, he's trained in Tibetan medicine as well as, conventional medicine and and i'm asking i'm trying to put him on the spot okay well because i'm thinking you know what if i do because i've got you know like a dozen patients i'm thinking okay well Anne, you know she's better she's this this and this but we're still what so i'm trying to get him to give me what is the one thing we can do and the and he's meditating Meditate, that's what it gets coming back to. It's like an, an old interview. It's remember? amazing uh, the
0: resistance we have to that, isn't it? I know, it's too simple. It just shows like as a society, uh-huh. how conditioned we are yeah. to do, do, do and not
1: one to be. Pill. Even yeah. me as a functional practitioner thinking, well, I just want to recommend the right supplements. And, <laughs> and he's, you know, and I, rem- I remember one of my mentors, Wayne Dyer, I remember him talking about a conversation he had with Deepak Chopra. About he was telling him all the troubles he had, and he had all these things going on. He's trying to make decisions with his kids and his family, and everything that's going on with his business. And Deepak would just keep saying, "Just meditate on it. Just meditate. Just meditate." And that was his answer over and over again. And you know, that's really pretty, damn solid advice. Is you know, just get back in tune with with your body and your mind yeah. and your spirit, and just doing that. Oftentimes, it will set you free of whatever this chronic thing that's really ailing you. It's just the body wants to be healthy. It just needs some help sometimes. And sometimes that's just slowing everything down. You know? So,
0: there's this phenomenon. So, this is what we talk about in the accelerator with the ladies that I'm doing lots of one on one. We're really going deep. We talk about this in the Healing Roads Facebook group too. And there's this phenomenon called pregnenolone steel. Or progesterone steel, right? Yeah. What happens for, for all of us when, we, when we're dealing with these toxic stressors in our body is our immune systems on high alert, right? We're producing more cortisol because our body's in a really stressed state and we have to have a buffer for that, right? So we are producing more cortisol and to produce more cortisol, what our body does is it takes the pregnenolone that we're making, or even the progesterone. And instead of creating our sex hormones, we create more cortisol. And it, it's, this, it's this loop, this feedback loop constantly, you know, we're, we're constantly, um, the stressors are always there. So there's this need for the, the cortisol and then our body as our adrenals, you know, tickle our thyroid and thyroid plus LDL cholesterol, plus vitamin A makes that pregnenolone, right? It just all gets stolen. When we don't have our sex hormones, it affects our quality of life in a really deep way, especially for women. And it affects men too, but women, our bodies seem to be more sensitive to this. And um, one of the ways that we can buffer that stress response in our system is to intentionally put our bodies in a parasympathetic state. Because the very act of that puts less of a demand, it shifts your body from being in this constant stress state into a less stress state. The stressors are still there, that your parasympathetic nervous system is really powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So of course there's supplements that you can take. And of course there's things you can do to overall support the body from a biochemical perspective. But there is nothing more powerful than the body's innate systems and the parasympathetic nervous system to actually help us to heal so this is a really powerful conversation I hope people are really being introspective about how they're approaching their own healing and how they're approaching this journey and making time for the thing that's going to move the needle the most right we're spending so much money working with these practitioners doing these protocols you know we're we're buying saunas for our homes, you know, we're investing all this stuff in healing. And if we don't get this fundamental basic piece dialed in, we are, we're castrating ourselves.
1: You look at the, the fact of COVID, let's talk about COVID just a minute. And what we see with COVID is the the folks to me that looking at this for the last couple of years that are at most risk are by individuals that are really, really run down and part of that is having, you know, a dream, what this thing called adrenal fatigue. where You've are you been under stress for a number of years, and now your body just really cannot handle any more stress. So now you're really vulnerable. Your mm-hmm. immune system's already kind of compromised. You're run down. Those are the individuals that are more likely to get COVID and have symptoms that lag, you know, that continue afterwards. The long COVID, yeah. And I'm guilty of this. I mean, I've just shared this, but for a number of years, I've... I don't want to say it this way because it makes me sound terrible, but I my brain's a little tired, so I don't know how else to say it. But <laughs> I kind of look down at uh my colleagues nature paths sometimes because they look at the big picture. Oh, you know, drink enough water, you know, all these things that they these healthy hygiene. Mm-hmm. That 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 bores me to death. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, and I know this because I see some of my colleagues that are naturopaths that are sharing, you know, this, their, their clients are doing amazing. And, um, and I've always thought, well, you know, I really don't have to do that because I'm, I have all the biochemistry down, but Mm -hmm. after going through these interviews and the summit, it just made me realize Misty that the importance of sharing with my patients, the basics, because this is stuff I do every day. I don't think of, you know, I just get jaded to it, but it really is so important to do the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. I mean, I think people are spending a lot of money on products and
0: gadgets. and, 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 it, it's and... Great. I
1: mean, it's great, but it's what I tell my patients, you know, you, to, to you know, the only way to overcome whatever this illness is, really don't matter what we give the name, is you got to get healthy. Mm -hmm. Now that means different things to different people. But the only way to get healthy and stay healthy is you've got to have a healthy diet. You can't outrun an unhealthy diet. It's going to catch up with you. I mean, it may take 20, 30, 40, 50 years, but all healing and all disease takes place at the cell, the cellular level. And if you're not feeding that that cell with healthy nutrients and a healthy nervous system, you know, that's not overloaded with stress and, and angst and all the things that are bombarding us right now with all the stressors. Um, It's, it's not going to be healthy. So you have to do these, these basic things and they can have dramatic effects that you couldn't get doing all these other things, you know, cancer, Mm -hmm. Talking to uh Nasha Winters who's on uh, did an interview with her on for the summit. And a big part of it is mindset. And you know, we hear that when we get so jaded to it. This whole thing about psycho neuroimmunology, where your nervous system's tied into your brain and tied into your gut and tied into every cell in the body. And one of the ways to make sure you nurture nurture that is to meditate and have quiet time to journal, do affirmations, all the things that allow your body to be able to these different systems to connect with one another and not to be at odds with each other because of all the stress you're being placed under either real or imagined. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you incorporate breath work into your practice?
1: I am now. And, and uh, so I had Jane Hogan. I don't know if you know Jane, she just finished a summit uh, here recently, the pain summit, great summit. And I was one of her interviews, Uh, but most people and I didn't realize this, but most people are shallow breathers. And so they're breathing from here up. Mm -hmm. And she did this whole this whole exercise about how long can you hold your breath? And I was terrible. I was terrible, even though I meditate and I do breath work. I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm really not doing it the right way. so, yes, I do do breath work, but I'm getting better. And you asked me, do I share it with my patients? I am now. Um, every new patient that I take on, I'm sharing with them how to do the breath work. Because with fibromyalgia, which is my mostly who I take care of, um, they're on sympathetic overload. So their nervous yeah. system is on overload. Everything's magnified, stressor, stimulation, bright lights, loud noises, changes in the weather. You know, it just sets them off. And until they activate, as you mentioned, their parasympathetic nervous system, they're always at risk to having a thing called a fibro flare where all their symptoms get brought up to the surface, you know, become heightened. Um, So, yes, thank you for asking and allowing me to share. Uh, I really believe that breath work, just knowing how to really to breathe properly is fundamental for having optimal health.
0: Yeah. So I want to share two things I do since we're having this conversation. I want this, I want this to be accessible to everyone listening, right? This idea of breath work, especially as you're hearing this conversation, if it's lighting you up, if something inside of you is saying, I need to know more about this, this is probably a missing piece to my practice. I want you to know two kinds of breath work that I do that are super easy. I do them every day with my meditation. I also do them before I'm moving into a space where I need to give a lot. So Dr. Roger, you're, you told me that like two days of working with patients, you just finished, right? So depleting when I'm getting ready to get on the call with my ladies in the Healing Rosie Accelerator or getting ready to do a big interview somewhere. I always do a little bit of what I call grounding breath work. Is it just really, it's, it's like a, it's like a purge um, of whatever you're feeling energetically, whatever, whatever you're carrying, whatever's gotten you worked up for the day, whatever's been consuming, like I just need to clear it. And really get grounded and settle myself. This is a powerful strategy. I find myself doing this a lot. And you actually don't need very many of these breaths. If something has you worked up and you're like, I need to, I need to get a hold of myself and get back in my body, right? I do um, really simple breathing where I'm um, inhaling. Sometimes I see people inhale through their mouth, sometimes through their nose. I tend to do it through my nose, but you could do it either way. Um, And then give big open drops, letting all the air out. So I'm just going to demonstrate it. If you want to do it with me, you can, Dr. Roger, but uh, I just want to demonstrate how easy this is to do. Okay, so all we do. And you're filling your belly like you were saying. Watch when you breathe in. You don't want to breathe in shallow into your lungs up top around your chest. You want to breathe into your belly. So take a deep breath. And just let it out. I do that for two minutes before I meditate. Just ground. It's like a, it's a very cleansing breath. But I also do it when I get really pissed off at Roderick and I'm spun up. Not his fault necessarily. Doesn't matter, right? I'm worked up. When I've um, experienced something, maybe I've read something that just really has given me a charge. You know, I've had a conversation with someone and I can just tell like I'm, I'm not walking away from that situation. I am carrying the energy of it with me. So it's just a a real cleansing, breathe in, drop the breath out. Um, The other one that's really helpful is box breathing. You might box breathe yourself, Dr. Roger, because I hear everyone talking about, about box breathing. What's really powerful about box breathing is it very specifically stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system. It is for deep relaxation. It's an excellent practice to do right before you go to bed. So if you're one of these people that gets spun up like I'm Having a hard time shutting my brain off? Maybe you work late in the day. You've worked a later shift or something, and it's close to bedtime, and you know you need that transition time, or you're like, I really need to go to bed right now because I've got to get up, but my body is just not ready. Box breathing is really powerful, so I've seen a lot of my male counterparts uh, demonstrate box breathing with a count of five, but it's a little bit too much for me. So we're going to do a count of four. Um, but box breathing is you inhale for four hold it for four, exhale for four, hold it for four. Super simple. And it can be whatever count feels comfortable to you. Um, someone might say, I just want to do three, or if you want to do five, or if you have big lung capacity, you're really developing that lung capacity like you're just talking about, Dr. Roger. You might do six, right? I don't know that the number, the number of seconds is as important as you're just doing it consistently through each step of the process. So we're going to breathe in. Hold for four.
1: Out for four, hold for four. Super easy,
0: super easy. In for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. It's a really great way just to really put you into relaxation. It's great to do before bed. Um, But I wanted people to have a couple examples. This is a powerful conversation we're having here about the importance of the breath. And I want you to walk away with like, here's
1: what I can do with this. You know, for those of you that are doing this exercise, how many of you noticed just focusing on your breathing calms you down? Oh, that's how powerful, just focusing on it, whether you're doing it right or wrong, mm-hmm. uh, just focusing on your breathing. And that's how meditation really is. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, people think, yeah. oh gosh, I got to sit in a certain position. I got to do all this chanting. You don't have to do all that. I mean, there's so many different forms meditation is just focusing on your breathing now jane uh she shared with me the and so did amy uh apigian about the buteco but, buteco breathing are you familiar with that form no but I mean, it's similar to what I you am. just did the 444 four, four, okay but you should be able to get to 20 Hold, exhale and wait 20 seconds and then inhale and get you know so there should be these 20 second intervals you should be able to count twenty. I didn't make it to 20, so I (laughs) could get up to to 12, Mm -hmm. and that's as far as I could get. Now I'm really trying to work on, but as you showed, I mean, you want to make sure when you're breathing, and ideally you're breathing in through your nose because that filters everything that's ideal. Mm -hmm. So you're breathing in, and when you breathe in through your nose, what you should see is your stomach should come out, Mm -hmm. okay? You should have your diaphragm is coming up, so your stomach should come out like a pot belly, you know. Uh, like uh, Buddha, and then when you exhale, what you should see now, you're sucking your stomach in at your umbilical cord, okay, your belly button, and that's how you really get that deep breath, that healing breath, but most people are shallow breathers, a lot of times they're breathing through their mouth, and you're always in that sympathetic flight mode when you breathe like that, so That's what you just shared. It's very, I mean, it's so simple. It's It's so simple. That's so simple. Let's talk about, let's talk about, you need 17 different nutrients for CoQ10 to work, especially if you're taking a statin or a tricyclic drug or a beta blocker, you know, I mean, all that's great too. But what you just showed could turn somebody from having a panic attack into just calming down just like that. It's that quick. It's that powerful.
0: We, um, we're not taught in Western society to be so self-governed growing up. I remember being in all sorts of, you know, stressful family situations. There was never a misty, breathe, take a deep breath. You know, like how do, how do I regulate my nervous system as a six-year-old? Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't think of ourselves as having that kind of power over our being, our autonomy, our, our bodies. You know, we we're conditioned in so many ways to look outside of ourselves for the answers. And, and not that looking outside of ourselves doesn't have something to offer us. Cause I mean, certainly it's been life-changing for me. You know, I've learned things that, that were, definitely were not inside my own knowing, but one of the things that we do have a lot of control over is our, our, our nervous system. It feels like other things are controlling it, but it's only because we haven't really leaned in, been taught, practiced, regulating our own nervous system, but we all can do it. If you're a person who's struggling with panic attacks, you know, or depression, or um, you feel a lot of anxiety or overwhelm, it is unreal what breath work can do for you. And I'm certainly not trying to minimize these situations or circumstances that people find themselves by just by saying just breathe but to minimize breathing and its role is to basically cut you off from the thing that you have the most power to control you know so breath work is powerful and tying it into this conversation about our lungs and our lung health i mean i can just i see so many ribbons of of truth and you know without good lung function. I mean, just look at how it affects your nervous system in such a deep way. I can't imagine being someone who um, has, has struggle around breathing and catching a breath. You know, if, if we know how powerful that is to regulating our parasympathetic nervous system, and then to be cut off from being able to do that is a really, really big deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know, if you look at, if you go on Amazon, you look at, functional medicine books on asthma. You're not going to find any. It's it's it, it's kind of mind-boggling that there's not that much out there about maintaining and keeping healthy lungs, you know, and yet mm-hmm. as we, you know, we've already shared, I mean, try to go 4 minutes without breathing and see what happens. I mean, you're going to get in trouble pretty quick. Uh so I, you know, I'm really excited about the summit and I think uh, the, the, as I mentioned earlier, the interviews are both very informative, but they're also entertaining. Uh, There's some stuff that came out of those, some, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tip my hand. Um, so we have some pros and cons about COVID. You know, we have some different thinking styles about it. Right? How to kind right. of in the it? middle? You know, I'm in the middle, and I, I hope I did a, you know, good job of staying in the middle because I think one of the big challenges for COVID. Uh, it's what we've seen in the last couple of years, you know, became political. And then you, who do you believe? So that's been the big challenge for me is I have to, or try to do the best I can to stay on top of it because of my patients who are so vulnerable. Um, you know, they're looking to me to give them the answer. Should they do this or not do this? Uh, so it's been a real challenge, but some of the interviews that I had on, I think do a really good job of sharing the different thinking and, you know, you just have to see which resonates with you and then make, make the decision.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, you guys need to definitely catch this event. If you go to healingrosie.com, look for my interview with Dr. Roger and the link to the super healthy lung summit will be in our show notes. Um, you should all sign up, everyone sign up and, um, participate in this awesome event. Let's all learn a little bit more about our lung health. If you're dealing with some of these symptoms of long COVID, or, you know, you know, someone, all of us know people, I think that are dealing with long COVID, even if it's not us. Directly um, are some really, really great cutting edge hot off the press um, science and uh, insights into what we can do to really help and empower ourselves and if you're someone who has dealt with um, mold toxicity, lots of infections, if you're dealing with um, food allergies or environmental toxins, or you know any of these things these toxin these toxic exposures that um, have been challenging for a lot of us to uncover. Um, We can't overlook the role of our lung health in our overall well-being. So this is a really fascinating area that you've uncovered for us, Dr. Roger, and I'm super excited for everyone to
1: tune in. Well, thank you, Misty. I mean, you're always a delight to talk to him and I really appreciate your support and enthusiasm. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody, go sign up and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you're feeling more empowered to overcome your flabby, foggy, and fatigued and to reclaim your life. If you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to hit that subscribe button right now. So you don't miss any of our episodes. We have some awesome shows coming right up. I love reading your reviews and comments too. They inspire me and encourage other Rosies to hang out with us and learn all these amazing strategies for healing and living our best lives till next time, sister. Bye.